Hello! Welcome to The Gat and The Moth. I am Gabe Ross, a.k.a. Gat, or Gata LaFleur, whatever the fuck you want to call me, and this is... Mothman, or the Starkster, that most people call me. Mothman, or the Starkster. We are the host and co-host of Mothman and the Gat, the podcast. We come here every week to talk about social shit. Talk about fights. We talk about fucking the presidency. We talk about the election. I mean, we'll talk about anything, really. We'll talk about fucking Mexicans. I don't care. Sure, this podcast might be a little racist. I might be a little racist, but guess what? I'm Mexican, so fuck Mexicans. All right? And Eric's white as shit, so if he's racist, then send your fucking tweets to him. Yes, I will respond very racially. <laughs> very. He's very. racially driven fella. Indeed. But today we're going to talk about UFC 246, Conor McGregor versus Donald Cerrone. Eric, just to get started, what are your thoughts on this fight? Oh, shit, man. My thoughts, dog. Like, Cowboy, I think, is going to take this fight because... And he's not. Uh, he will. I just, I know he's lost twice in his last two fights, but you know, the Cowboy, he's just, he's gained, he just, he fell off his steed, man. He fell off and he just, he got back on. He's just he's sitting there ready. He's gonna get that belt, dog. He's gonna win that but shit. Cowboys don't fall off a steed, bud. Wow. All right, listen. Once a cowboy falls off a steed, a cowboy retires. All right, because a steed is just a cow. If you can't fucking ride a steed as a cowboy, you're no cowboy. And guess what, buddy? He can't ride a steed right now. Conor McGregor can ride that seat all day long. Conor McGregor has the left hand from hell. Donald Cerrone has a chin from probably the same place because it's not very good. Donald Cerrone's chin is getting exponentially weaker every fight. He has all these records. All these fucking records. Most wins. Most fights. Most head kick knockouts. And guess what? They're all early in his career. Not really even early, but like within the last two years, what's he been doing? He's been losing. He lost to Darren Till. He lost to Jorge Masvidal. He lost to Leon Edwards. He Every time Connor fights one of the best people, he loses. They're not Connor, but Cowboy. Every time Cowboy, well, almost kind of same with Connor, but Connor, the only time he's lost, he's fought the elites of elites. Uh, Khabib. The best wrestler probably ever in the UFC. Uh, Floyd Mayweather, best boxer ever. I mean, I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. And if he don't, then, I mean, just go watch his fucking highlights. Yeah, your opinion means nothing if you don't think he's a good fighter. Not even fighter, but boxing? Bo- yeah, boxing, yeah. Mayweather has that game on lock. He's the winner of that game. True. You're right. You're right. McGregor found out that the hard way. That he did. Yes, he did. He landed one uppercut, and that's the hardest shot and the cleanest shot he ever landed on Floyd. And it went 10 rounds, and that was in the second round that he landed that uppercut. Damn. Just talks the talk, man. You just see, and just, you never want to talk shit to a pound-for-pound boxer champion. Well, okay, so, but my point is, is that he only loses to the best. You're right. You're right. The best of the best. Yes. The best wrestler or the best boxer. I'm sure you could probably lose to the best Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy or the best kickboxer, but he doesn't lose to these UFC tier guys that are good at everything but not the best at anything. Conor McGregor is, he's a special talent, man. His striking is fucking incredible. 
I don't know. I mean, what the hell? Oh, it was my boot, I think. Yeah, probably. Sorry, people. My boot made a squeak, and I thought I was dying. Yep, we thought something went wrong. Just so you know, just for a little context of this episode, we are sitting in my laundry room, and we're recording this solely on my phone. We have no microphone right now. Uh, I mean... We downloaded a free podcast app. So uh, support us by... Uh, Eric, what's your credit card number and your social security? Oh, shit. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, 607-37-5030. Well, there you have it. There's his social. And donate to him whenever you can. Or maybe take all his money, and that would be even cooler. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Just just toes me. Like, toes me in every way, man. <laughs> Goddamn. That's how I feel. Um, who else is on this card? Holly Holm? Oh, Holly Holm, and, uh... Uh, she's fighting Raquel Pennington. Raquel Pennington, yes. Who you got? Uh... <coughs> Goddamn, man. Now, mind you, this is a rematch. This is a rematch. Holly Holm's debut, I believe, in the UFC was against Raquel Pennington. It wasn't, it was indeed, you are correct. And she beat her. Yep. But it was a, it was a pretty t- close fight. It was pretty close. It, it went all close. rounds. It went all three rounds. Uh, they both dealt about the same amount of damage to each other. And I think, honestly, if I'm being completely honest... I think Raquel's gotten better, and Holly hasn't gotten worse, but her her health has deteriorated a little bit by getting knocked out fucking four times in her last fucking seven fights. I I am not a fan of either of, of the fighters, but I will say this: Holmes will not. She will. She will not win. She she will lose. She really? You got Raquel? Raquel is going to literally knock her head around like a fucking bobblehead. What? Yep. Wow. Yeah. She is. That's a strong statement, up. bud. Yep. Listen, I will put money think- on it. I, will I think put money on it for every person. Also, just so the audience knows, Eric is no UFC expert. I am a I'm basically an excite an encyclopedia of the UFC. I can almost name everyone's fights in the UFC. I'm very good at this stuff, and Eric is just a fan. He's a, he's a casual, as we'd call him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he uh he watches the big fights. He uh. He pays attention to the big name fighters. Yes, I do indeed. So I just wanted to get a little context in there so they know uh, the dynamic here. I feel that. For every person that watches a fight. Basically, I'm going off my brain. Eric's going off his heart in these picks. Exactly. So he's got Rocky Raquel Pennington. And you know what? I've got the same motherfucking thing. Yep. Not off my heart, but my brain. The first fight was very close. Raquel's gotten a lot better. Holly has not shown a whole lot of improvement. Um, I think it'll be a close fight. I think it'll be a lot like the first fight. Uh, the first fight went all rounds. Holly edges out, but I think Raquel is going to edge it out this time. If she doesn't knock her out, I mean, but she's not exactly a knockout artist. No, not at all. No, I just truthfully believe that she'll lose because <coughs> she she Get her. Data. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't. I'm using the internet. I really yeah, this seems like it's so gone. Okay, um, I'm gonna look up this UFC card and just look at all the fights on it. I have Did not you stop the podcast. No, I have not been invested on any fight except for the main event, so I have zero idea. Holy shit! This pay per view is going for eighty four ninety eight. That is the most expensive pay per view there's ever been. I think that is insane. And who are the fighters? Oh, wow. Okay, so okay. Holly Holm and Raquel Pennington are the co-main. 
uh, Alexi Olenek and Maurice Green. That's a fight that we can break down. Alexi Olenek is 57 wins, 13 losses, 1 draw. That's an incredible record. Maurice Green is 8-3. and three. Yeah, the, the, the stats do not look good. But, I gotta say this. Alexi Olenek, he's, he's a grappler. He's specifically known for the uh, Ezekiel choke. And um, so basically, if you watch out for that Ezekiel choke, his striking is very predictable. He throws a lot of overhand rights. He throws a lot of straight rights. And he throws, I mean, I mean that's basically it. He does not throw a lot. He's very meat and potatoes with his striking. And Maurice Green is a devastating striker. He's a knockout. Sorry about that, folks. That was my dog knocking something over in the laundry room. Um, but Maurice Green is a, a legitimate knockout artist. And, uh, oh, man, I really don't know where to go with this fight. It's a 50-50 for me. Uh, obviously, Alexi has a lot more experience. But Maurice is... Sometimes it's good to be green and just have that confidence, not having lost too many fights, been starving people. I don't know. Who you got in that fight? Oh, man. Alexi or Maurice Green? Ooh. I'm going to have to go with Alexi just because of his stats. I mean, the, the statistics of the fights show that he's more well of a round fighter than he is. It may, may be just because he's been longer, but also it just it shows that... That was the torch, baby. Sorry, my dog knocked over our dab torch. Yes. But truthfully, I just think it is, like, if he's able to keep a record like that for that long, he's a very well-around fighter. Like, it just he's, just he's, by the statistics of how they look. He's good. He, he, he's very good. I, uh, personally, I've got Murray Green. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be a second-round, first-round knockout. It's going to be very early. I don't know. I mean, I'm no fucking wizard. I don't have a crystal ball, but I have a feeling Murray Green's going to win that. And then we have Brian Kelleher versus Ode Osborne. Uh, just for the pure fact that I have zero idea zero idea who Ode Osborne is, I'm going with Brian Kelleher. He's a vet in the game. He's 19-10. and 10. Not a great record, but his losses come from great people. True. So I've got Brian Kelleher in that. And then we have Anthony Pettis versus Carlos Diego Ferreira. Ooh. And Ferreira is very good. He's an up and comer. He's been starting everyone. He's 16 and 2. Um, Anthony Pettis, he's lost his last. He lost his last fight to Nate Diaz. Before that, he beat Stephen Tom or yeah, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. And uh Fuck, dude, I really don't know what to say about this fight. Um, if Anthony Pettis is on his shit, he should beat him, but Carlos Ferreira is no fucking joke. Honestly, I got I got Ferreira. I feel that. And then a canceled bout that we have. Um, Claudia Gadea versus Alexa Grasso. That fight was canceled. Claudia Gadea pulled out. Mm -hmm. If we were to pick on that, Claudia Gadea all day, buddy. I feel bad. Alexa Grasso is good, but she's no Claudia Gadea. Claudia Gadea has only lost to champions. True. She's an absolute monster. Absolute monster. So what else is going on in the world, Eric? 
What do we got to talk about? Iran? Oh, God. Oh, what man. do you think of this, bud? Let's get into Iran, man. Let's get into it, bud. What do you Shit. think? You think we're going to war for real? No. You don't think? No. You think it's going to be a bunch Iran, of... No. People are talking about Iran is going to be World War Three, and that Russian is, is supplying them. They need to shut the fuck up. They have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. First of all, war deals with politics. And that, that is what war initially is about, is politics. So the only way we are going to war is if Congress agrees for us to go to war. Because Iran is like a, a twinkle in our fucking eye. Not necessarily. The only... Trump has 30 days of non-congressional action to do whatever he wants. You are, in, you are As commander-in-chief, he can, he can unleash 30 days of a fucking barrage. We could destroy Iran in 30 days. That, that is, that's basically what I'm trying to say is people over, are overestimating this. Iran is not a, a civil, is not a fucking country that we are worried about. They're a twinkle or a fucking a shit in our toilet. Like, <laughs> I'm not trying to compare <laughs> Iran people to a shit in the toilet. No, not their citizens, but, of course. But yeah, but the thing is, is like the only two countries that we could go to war with that could even be good. Russia, China. Russia and China are the only two nations that we could ever go but to war with. But guess fucking what, dude? What? If we really go to war with Iran over oil, those motherfuckers are going to be backing them. Exactly. It's going to be the two str- I mean, Iran's like a number, number four military in the world or number six, something like it's that. It's like number five. It's yeah. fucking... They're no joke. Okay, and then if they have the support of Russia and China, that'd be insane. We there, we have more allies. We could win. We could win over China. We could win over China. There is a possible way we could win over China if it was just the USA versus China. But all of our allies versus all of their allies, it gets tricky, man. I mean, the the only thing that it'll come down to if we do go to world, if we go to war with Iran, people are going to say that oh, it's going to be bad because bro. Fighting Russia and China if they back them up. But the thing is, guess who we have on our side? We have the United Kingdom. And if, not shitting you, if you look it up, they have the best naval fleet in the world. They, they, they beat us with Navy fleet. Well, and the thing this. is, is Russia and China will not have the command to see. I don't know if they beat us. But they do have a very good Navy. They're- I'll let them talk about it. But fucking... People think the Navy don't do sh- don't do like all oh, Navy or Jack Squat. Well, the thing is, I'll tell you this. Well, they have all their carriers. Without without the Navy dog, we have carriers for jets and shit. But the thing is, is we also have submarines that shoot nuclear and regular missiles, and we can have them. We could literally destroy their entire fleet of Navy, and they're down their numbers. And then all we have to worry about is the Air Force and their. Uh, Army, but the thing is, well, America has air superiority over every country. America, America's air force is absolutely superior to everyone else, and that's almost entirely what you need in a war. Exactly, is air force. Yeah, I mean, the air force is what wins the wars. Unless we don't, we don't fight wars on the ground anymore. We don't. No, the Marines. We send missiles, blow shit up. Send missiles. Don't get me wrong. The Marines are the most badass. Yes. Like, those are the guys that are, that are fucking... They're sent in first. They, they their are, hands get dirty. Their hands get dirty. Army comes up to clean up the mess. Exactly. And... But the Navy, dude... I mean, or not the Navy, but the Air Force, that's what we need. It was one-on-one... Gabe, I think you're talking.